Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call 1300 733 619 or visit fujiclean.com.au. Time to talk all the football news and as always we're joined by, well, a rather chipper producer James Clark after Arsenal's victory this morning. Morning, Clarky. Yeah, top of the league to you, uh, <laughs> boys. <laughs> and on the line, former soccer roo, Scott McDonald. Morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning. Lots of football to talk about. I just thought Clarky was going to start chanting there. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I thought he was going to give it one of them. No, no I'll, leave that, I'll leave that to Liverpool supporters, mate, uh, who... <laughs> It must be said, they're in a bit of trouble at the moment. Scott uh, won all against Newcastle. They went down 1-0, but uh, managed to scrape one back with uh, Bobby Firmino. But uh, a couple of minutes left in this one, and uh, they're struggling at home at Anfield. So, yeah, Jurgen Klopp just uh, really struggling to find some sort of motivation for his team. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it, to think it's, it's almost becoming a two-horse race already. Can you believe? Because of just the amount of points everyone else is dropping right now. You know, Arsenal have got off to a wonderful start. And look, Manchester City will get on to in a minute. But Liverpool, um, let's not forget Newcastle, Isaac, their new signing. Big yeah. Record signing, scoring his first goal. And what a way to do it, uh, to score at Anfield for your first goal in the Premier League. So that's really good signs for Eddie Howe and Newcastle. Um, Bobby Firmino getting two in, t- in two at Anfield, which is unheard of. Um but, yeah, look, there's still a couple of minutes to go in that car. You never write off Liverpool, that's for sure. Yeah, and Man City, Erlen Haaland, he's just uh, continued where he started last week. Uh, another hat-trick and uh, a, a 6-0 defeat this morning over Forest. Um, they're, they're just flying at the moment under Pep. They really are, and I don't see anyone stopping them. I know Arsenal had a wonderful start to the season, but, you oh, know, you City has... <laughs> yeah, season campaigners, and I'm just, I'm flabbergasted with uh, Harlan. I'm just, I just don't know who's going to be able to stop him, Clarky. He's just phenomenal athlete and uh, a wonderful finisher. It's like the Terminator on the football pitch. Yeah? Just when you, you see people looking at him as well, he's just a pristine man, isn't he? He's just T man almost out there. So um, it, it's just already. He's going to finish top scorer for me, and, and you wouldn't be surprised if he's the, the player of the season, just the way he's going at the moment. Yeah, and Spurs have dropped some points this morning to West Ham, who have, have been struggling, but uh, that's that's a, uh, a big draw for, for West Ham and uh, dropping points for, for Spurs. They they won't be happy about that one. Yeah, look, a London derby is always a difficult one for, for, the, for those clubs, and particularly going away from home. And Yeah, West Ham have had a poor start, but... You know from previous you know season under David Moyes, they are a quality team, and when things start to click, they're going to be difficult for people to, to play against. Obviously, they had a tough start against Manchester City at home and then failed to win on a couple of occasions, got that first win against Villa on the weekend, and uh, and it looks like you know they'll get a draw against Tottenham, which isn't a bad result at home. And look, I think the, the challenge for, for Tottenham, and I think Conte said that during the week, was they need to start winning trophies. So not necessarily the Premier League, but... You know, trying to win a trophy, and I think uh, I think they'll finish top four as well this year under Conte because he's done a wonderful job thus far, and I think the recruitment he's done has been excellent. And Gary O'Neill, the care, caretaker manager uh, at um, Bournemouth, uh, taking over from Scott Parker, <coughs> who was sacked earlier in the week. Uh, uh, Scott, um, yeah, nil all for them. Uh, so yeah. a nice start for Gary O'Neill as as uh, caretaker um, this morning. 
Yeah, former teammate of mine at Middlesbrough, I must say, and, uh, you know, always had a love for the game. A, a student of the game was a wonderful player. Um, yeah, and it's a positive result after, you know, what was an absolute trouncing against Liverpool, uh, proper statement, and then the shocker, you know, obviously Scott Parker losing his job. Um, after, obviously, there was a lot more to that than just the result, uh, if you read into it, and obviously some of the comments that Scott Parker made. Um, but it's a bounce back for the club itself uh, and a positive result and, uh, to, to go up the way. But it's going to be a tough season for them, you, you just feel. It's, it's a fine line to tread, isn't it, as a, as a manager, um, criticising the, the owners and, uh, and management just on, on particular, you know, transfers and, and money being spent. So, uh, I mean, I've got a lot of time for Scott Parker. I, I think he was a, a wonderful player and, um, you know, he did well to, to bring Bournemouth up and he was not, not successful at Fulham uh, in a coaching capacity, but um, he's gonna, I'm sure he's going to bounce, bounce back and uh, pop up somewhere at another club, whether it be in the championship or, or maybe lower down or another Premier League club, because yeah. you just don't know what's going to happen with the, the coaching roundabout. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, you know, he's got two promotions under his belt, one at Fulham, one at Bournemouth. Um, hasn't done so well when he's reached the Premier League on both those occasions. And look, I don't think you're ever as strong as you think you are as, as, as the head coach of a team, even though you've been promoted and you're trying to push the budget and, and push the board to give you more. And um, I think they found that a little bit disrespectful. But on the flip side of that, Brendan Rodgers is doing quite similar at Leicester City right now um, and giving a lot of information out to the public and to the fans about what's going on inside um, their club at the moment. And not all as well there either at the moment. So you just wonder if results keep going that way. If Brendan's going to be in trouble also. And before we get to the Australia Cup from last night, uh, Manchester United taking on Paul's Paul's team tomorrow, uh, Leicester. How do you see this one going? Do you think uh, Manchester United at home going to be far too strong for a struggling Leicester? Yeah, I do. I just think the way that, obviously, Manchester United have done over the last two games and, and the way Leicester are at the moment and all the unsettlement um, about Fofana going to Chelsea and, and just... They haven't strengthened their squad at the moment and Brendan Rodgers coming out in public as well, like I said, and, and saying that all is well at the club and, and, the, and the players' as heads are all turned because they've got a lot of players that have had interest from other ones. Uh, I think it's going to take him a little while to settle that down again before, before they get going. Uh, and Manchester United at the moment, I, I just think they're going to go from strength to strength. Um, they will have blips along the way. It's not going to be a perfect season for them. However, at home, you would expect them to win. And uh, cup football last night, the Australia Cup, some some ups, some cup sets last night. Uh, not so much the raw; they they started really well. JSA with a, an absolute blinder of a, a shot, and Charlie Austin got on the the score the goal sheet as well uh, with a, a yeah. wonderful header from the set piece there uh, from a corner. Um, but yeah, Adelaide came back. Uh, Hiroshi Ibusiki. He got red carded, which was a nasty sort of incident. But um, they they kept throwing everything at at the raw, but uh, raw too strong in that one. Oakley Cannons, the other one, uh, two one winners over Sydney FC, which is fantastic. To see another yeah. M- NPL side uh, make the the semi finals, and Macarthur FC just a bit too classy for Wellington last night. Yeah, look, I think um, obviously the, the pick of the, the bunch there is Oakley, obviously against Sydney FC at home. No one probably would have expected that result. Um, but it's wonderful to see two NPL clubs, obviously in the semi-finals. I think um, I think it's great for, for football here and, and for all NPL clubs that you know that, that the dream can come true uh, to an extent. Was a little bit disappointed with Daniel McBreen last night when he was obviously doing the draw, and uh, 
you know, we didn't see uh, Oakley versus Sydney United uh, for one semi-final, so we mm. could guarantee at least one MPL team in that final. Um, however, it's still a possibility. Oakley have got a home tie, uh, obviously now against MacArthur, so you just never know. Obviously, he took the scalp of Sydney already. It's going to be a difficult one, and also. Sydney United on their, you know, their their 4G, you know, sort of artificial grass surface playing against Brisbane Raw. Again, you know, it's not always easy for professional teams to go and play on that surface because they never do. So, again, that's an advantage in itself for, for Sydney United. Um, but, look, I, as a Brisbane, ex-Brisbane Raw player, and it'd be wonderful to see them get to a final and also have and host the, the final here and... You know, because there's been a lot of negativity around the club and a disappointing uh, season last year, and it'd be nice to see that final come up to Suncorp, wouldn't it, Clarkie? And, oh, absolutely. And get you know the the Brisbane Raw old faithful back all, all on side and uh, something to to cheer about. Uh, Scott, I remember uh, Ange Postacoglu a couple of weeks ago was talking about Celtic to go away and play on an artificial surface and he was saying it wasn't ideal but he understood the reasons for it. The difference uh, in playing on artificial as opposed to turf, what is it mainly? Uh, look, the change of direction. Um, you can't, you can't obviously dig your feet in and, and twist and turn as quickly. You know, if someone knocks it past you, it's very difficult to get on the half turn straight away. Yeah. Your touch has to be really, really on point because the ball runs away from you on the surface. It's not like when you take your touch, um, you can push it past someone because it will push too far away from you. Uh, there's just little differences, and then and it depends if it's wet or dry. If it's wet, the ball will skid through. If it's dry, then the ball just sits right up. It's not like a normal, you know, grass surface where it would just keep running on. It'll actually kick up if it's a dry surface. So you've got all those different mm. uh, variables to deal with. There's things that people don't really realise. They just think, oh, well, it's flat, isn't it? So it should be a good game of football and, and, and it should be whatever everyone wants to play on. But when you don't play on it regularly, it's, it takes time to actually get used to it. So I wouldn't be surprised if Brisbane actually probably train on, on one in the city there, in, 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 in Brisbane City and and then try and get used to the surface before they actually go and play them. Yeah, it's not not nice to fall over on it either, Scott. You get uh, you, get, you get the no. burns as well. But um, this weekend we've got to got to get on move on to these. But a, a weekend of of derbies as yeah. Liverpool, as Liverpool have just scored. Um, how how often do they do that? I, I think I, I think they had a bit of Fergie time uh, in this game too. Uh, they must have heard me, Clarky. They yeah, must have heard me. I think they did, mate. So, uh, but this weekend we got a Merseyside derby. Uh, Liverpool and Everton, uh, Celtic versus Rangers, and then we got Inter Milan and AC Milan, and then you got some London derbies thrown in there with uh, Hammers versus Chelsea, Spurs and Fulham, uh, and then we round out the weekend with Manchester United and Arsenal. You're going to give us a, a multi, <laughs> uh, a, a, a derby multi for us? Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, well, you can pick Liverpool three. Yeah, Liverpool are at home, aren't they, to Everton? Yeah. So I'm going to say draw. There you go, Clark. You go draw. Celtic win. Um, and Manchester United are at home to Arsenal, correct? Yes, that's right. And uh, uh, Arteta will be coming off a Manager of the Month award, which is is a poison chalice, I believe. Yeah, but who do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that could be their first one where they fail, Clarky. There you go. So I'm going to go Man United. Not big odds on all three of them, but there you go. And next week we can uh, preview the Champions League because Celtic uh, will be going Ooh. to the to the Bernabeu. Ange, uh, what a, what, he's got a big weekend. He's had a, a win this morning as well in the Scottish League, yep. League Cup. Um, and uh, he'll have Rangers on Saturday. And then next week uh, take on the might of Real Madrid. So a massive week coming up. And uh, we'll chat again on Tuesday.
wonderful. Look forward to it, guys.